It's Tom Bilyeu here. And if you are addicted to the relentless pursuit of greatness, then I've got something special for you guys. The Motivation Daily Podcast by Motiversity. It's your daily fix of motivation, inspiration, and wisdom featuring the best speeches and speakers on the planet. We cover it all. Life, business, relationships, discipline, purpose, mental health, sports, studying, focus, you name it. With exclusive speeches from heavy hitters like Coach Payne, Billy Allsbrooks, Marcus Taylor, Dr. Jessica Houston, Walter Bond, and more. If you're ready to take control, level up, or just crush your day, then Motivation Daily Podcast is your secret weapon. Search for the Motivation Daily Podcast and follow wherever you listen to amazing podcasts. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I am your co-host, Tom Bilyeu, and I'm here with the amazing and wonderfully taking care of me whilst I am ill, uh, Lisa Bilyeu. Hi. I'm like out of breath and like all in. running around. We've had some technical yeah, difficulties. Yeah, sorry, guys. So apologize. And my wife is having to play nurse. So it's uh, all around a rougher day for you, I think, than even for me. So. Uh, I got to say, though, my boy Ibrahim stuck it out and nice. we figured it out. And, well played. Um, yeah, so. Well played. Yes. Good on you, my man. That's someone who doesn't give up. You've got to love I like that. that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's so important. So um, so thanks to him. We are now live again. Sorry, running a few minutes late. Um, but yeah, and my poor hubby's sick. Yeah, so forgive me if I cough and sputter a bit. I'm uh, hopped up on cough suppressant, so hopefully that helps. Um, but yeah, there may be a little bit of that, but we're good to go. We're ready to rock and roll. Bless you. So. All right. So should we just get down to the first question? Let's do it. Awesome. So this question um, from last week, by the way, guys, if you're watching now, please share it if this is bringing value and then please um, add some questions below. Word. All right. So the first question from last week actually comes from um, Marie Jo Huasis and asks, what do you think about financial gap in couples? Oh, like getting together with somebody where there is uh, one person is making more than the other, I would assume. So assuming that that's the, <clears throat> the question, I think that um, societally, it's pretty acceptable for the guy to make more than the woman. I don't think anybody, uh, for the most part, stresses out about that. But the more interesting question is, what do you do if the woman is making more money than the man? Um, and honestly, man, I think it, it's really about, it doesn't matter. And I think that people need to be able to get over that real fast. Like if you're pursuing what you love and you're trying to build something, like it's all about being a team. And, and I'm not going to lie, that really would have been hard for me in the beginning. Um, and in fact, it was when you were working at Allen Day, which is not exactly uh, a massive amount of money. But when you were working and I wasn't, um, I did. I struggled with that. I was a receptionist at a car dealership. Yeah. That's so what Allen Day is. <laughs> when, when your girlfriend <coughs> at the time is... Uh, making more money than you because she's working as a receptionist. Basically, you're unemployed. <coughs> and that's certainly where I was. So I think that, yeah, I think that at the end of the day, people need to, to not stress out about that. I think that you have to put that aside. 
because it really is about who are you trying to become, right? So if you're just sitting around lounging and being lazy all day, I think it's going to create problems, but that's the problem. It's not the financial gap. Mm. If, if you guys aren't on the same page about what you're expecting of each other, what you want, like in the beginning, um, after we got married, I wanted to work and I didn't want you to have to work. And that was really important to me. Um, for you not to need to work and me to feel like I was taking care of you. Was that weird for you? Um, well, I mean, so there's, there's multiple things here. So I think, first of all, coming into a relationship, if one of you has a lot more just, let's say, saved up than the other, because that was our situation, um, where I had some money saved up. And, you know, I because I didn't come from... Um, in America, you guys have to pay so much money for college. It's crazy. Um, I didn't pay anything for college in England. So when I met you and I had money saved up that I had, um, you know, my dad was very supportive. And so I just had a bank account with some money. And I met you and you were in serious debt from college. And like, I had no idea that's what Americans did or what, right. like, I was gobsmacked. Um, so obviously, A, that's a big difference in financial situation, just us first meeting. But do you think that's weird for people? Yeah, for sure. 100%. In what way? Um, so let's say you've just met somebody. Or not even just met, you're getting serious and you're thinking about getting engaged or whatever. And one person has a big amount of money saved up and the other person doesn't have a penny. Um, I think you need to discuss what you're going to do with that. Does that get now split half-half? Is that just solely still owned by one person? Um, for us, we had that discussion. Not like I had a ton of money, but it was definitely like, okay, well... For us, getting married was a un unity. It was we're coming together in every aspect. So what's mine is yours and yours is mine. And it didn't, I just, I didn't feel weird about it. And I don't know how, if someone does feel weird, how you would get over that. But I didn't feel weird at all. I think because you were so, um, knowing who you are, you never wanted um, to ever feel like you were um, a scrounger. And so that was, just, that was just like your personality. So I never got weird about it. Um, but in deciding, okay, now this is both our money, we have to make joint decisions. And I had to make that switch in my head because it wouldn't have been fair on you if we had sat there and gone, okay, yep, well, yours is mine, mine is yours, let's put everything together. And now comes a big expense and I act like, well, it's really mine in a way. Like that's, you've got to think, I think, be very careful of slipping into that. Once you've decided it's joint, it has to be joint. And then moving forward on, okay, now we're getting married. You can't legally work in England. It just made sense that I would work. Um, did it feel weird? It wasn't the money that felt weird. It was you taking care of me while being at home that felt weird. So it didn't actually have anything to do with the money. Um, and you did or did not like that? Looking back, like at the time, I don't think it really bothered me because we were like, okay, well, we've got four months. We're going to get married. We're going to move to America. It was very like we had a plan. So you being at home, it didn't really feel strange. But I think that now thinking back, um, that's not what I admire in um, my partner. Like I want him, I, I, I do want you to be the alpha in our relationship. And if one of us had to go to work, like I'm not the person who's looking for a stay at home dad and I'd have kids and you'd stay at home. Like that's not, I want you to lead me. 
And I think that's really what I'm talking about is that's where you have to get on the same page is what do you want from each other? What's mm. the, you know, if one person is making more money, but the other person is working towards something, they're going to college, they're um, trying to build their career, they're taking sort of a momentary backseat financially because they're building towards something regardless of which way that is. Um, I think that is, that's about being on the same page. Um, and then I think, I mean, just calling a spade a spade, I think it is tougher for guys to allow themselves to be in that position. Yeah. Um, and I'll be interested to sort of see where this goes, obviously, as um, it becomes less and less of a social norm to have the disparity in one person going after a career and the other not. I think more and more women are very career-oriented, really want to crush it and do something. And for me, being able to, um, this is big for me, being able to want to see the other person shine. Like, I think that's really, really important. And <clears throat> like, for instance, when I think about the podcast that you're doing, um, it's got coming the, soon, coming soon. It's got the opportunity to really come out of the gate strong and get a lot, a lot of viewers. <clears throat> and I want that. Like, I want to see you shine. I want to see you do well. I want to see you excited and doing something great. And you to get to that point, you really have to be secure in yourself. And that that's the moral of the story is if you're insecure in yourself and you're putting value into money and you think that somehow some of your self-worth is tied up in how much you make, it's going to be a problem in the relationship. But if you recognize it just isn't true and it really is about the path that you're on, what you're trying to accomplish, um, as long as you guys are talking about it and you know exactly what you are looking for, what you're trying to accomplish, what the plan is, it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. And I think you have to commit to what you decide on. Like I said, kind of secretly holding a grudge. Well, it's still really my money. Like I still, like you've got to let go of that. I think once you go into um, making that decision, you have to just own it. And for us, like now to get, because I know you're all about being tactical and like that's really kind of where we were very specific in our finances here, where we said, okay, we're going to join up, put our money together um, it's going to be one account. Um, and then we sat down and said, so what do we want to do with this? Okay, we want to save some, God forbid anything happens and you're out of a job and this was back before Quest and all of that. Um, okay, this is how much we're going to save. This is how much we're going to allocate for our bills and everything. And we kind of sat down and really went over everything. Now you're telling lies. Oh, what do you mean? We had separate spending accounts. No, no, I'm, I'm about like to my... go to that. No, okay. I'm not saying spending. I'm saying so we sat down and said this is going to savings, pure savings. If the house burns down, we have somewhere to live because we've got money. This is going for investments. Like we put everything in the bucket. And then our money that we said we were going to put in spending, as in just like I want to buy a shirt today. Um, we were very specific because, and I don't know if you remember, we weren't at first. I don't remember that. So um, it was very, it wasn't long lived, but we weren't at first um, completely divided. So our savings, we had a spending account, we had a spending account. And then I remember like you would buy video games or I would, would be out, let's say, with my friend shopping. And I'd feel like, oh my God, I have to ask you. Because even though we've allocated X amount of money for spending, like, do you think that this is okay for me to spend it on? And then it became like, I'm asking you permission, you're asking me permission. And within that, just it, it didn't then start to feel like it was a, um, like I felt, I guess, caged. Maybe not caged as a, like, wow. wow. <laughs> that was a bit of a harsh word. Um, <laughs> I think just again, just asking permission. Now I didn't feel like I was, oh, you know, free. I think that you need to still feel like an individual um, as you grow. You know, like so. When I was younger, I would always ask my dad for permission. Um, 
And so then get married. I didn't want to feel like I had to ask for permission. And you, you too. So we decided, <clears throat> to cut a long story short, okay, if we have $40 a week to spend on just whatever, food, um, clothes, games, whatever. If we had 40, 20 is yours and 20 of mine, is mine. And if I want to sit there with my $20 bill and just set it alight, I can. Not that I would ever do that. But it was mine. Oh, TV's just gone. Someone please, crew. No one's even listening. TV, TV. <laughs> the TV went blank. Um, so um, if I wanted to just waste $20 on whatever, on sweets, on whatever, I couldn't, I didn't have to ask you permission. Right. And so you then did that exact same thing. And it was so freeing, so freeing to be able to say, I don't have to ask permission. This is my money and I'm going to do whatever I want with it. Even though we had, you know, as a overall picture, a unity. All right. So There it is. All right. Um, would you do anything differently now? Because we were young when we got together. No, I think having two separate bank accounts for spending is absolutely critical. It's one of the things that from a managing your relationship perspective, I cannot encourage people to do enough so that you don't have to ask permission like you were saying. Um, yeah, I think that there's just certain rules that people should abide by and separate spending accounts is one of them. Yeah. All right. And, well, no. <laughs> I have no idea where you're headed. Um, all right, so, so there's a question here about long-distance relationship, which obviously mean you had to really endure yep. for a couple of years. Um, this is from Dustin Lee. Can you please talk about the core tactics that you guys use? Oh, no, I've scrolled down. Oh, and this keeps jumping. I'm sorry, guys. Today's one of those Mondays. I'm sorry. Um, now I've lost the sorry it scrolled wow we are like melting down know, in real time here. i really feel like i am today um okay so this is from G jimo onozar okay um in a long distance relationship where conversations is just on the phone how do i know if he's on the same page with me and get to know him proper um i think that the reason that we were able to make our long distance relationship work is that we spent as much time together as humanly possible. So it wasn't like it was just long distance for, you know, two years. It was we were constantly spending three months at a time with each other, you coming here, me going mm -hmm. there. Um, and I just don't think there's any substitute for proximity. I think you have to be with the person. Now, there's inevitably going to be times um, between the hopefully very extended visits where um, you're going to be apart, but man, if you're not like together, spending that time figuring out who each other are, <coughs> I think you're really setting the relationship up for a disaster. There, there just is no substitute for being together. But we endured it though. We did, but like if you think about how much time we spent apart during the whatever, like 18 months, it, it was less than 50% of the time for sure. Okay, so let's talk about people who have um, ongoing relationships. Let's say they're married mm. and they're together. Um, one person has to travel a lot. Yeah. Um, so it may just be like one week on, one week off. Yep. Would, what would you do then? Uh, I think it's, it's survivable, but it's bad mojo. And I would immediately try to rectify that situation. And when I think about me having to travel more and more, I do think about that, like how much of the time should we be going together? Yeah. Because 
at the end of the day, if you're not spending time together with each other over a long enough period of time, that will become a problem. There's just no two ways about it. Like you, like when it comes to platforms that will help you run a business, there is no shortage of options on the market. But if you want to use the best, most advanced and most efficient platform out there, you need to be using Shopify for whatever and wherever you want to sell from launching to going international. Shopify is the global commerce platform that will help you grow at every stage of your business with award-winning customer service, the internet's highest converting checkout page, and a suite of integrated AI tools. Tools, Shopify is your all-in-one platform to quickly and efficiently take your business to the next level. I love everything about Shopify because it makes it so easy to start, run, and grow a business. Shopify powers more than 10% of all U.S. e-commerce because businesses that want to grow quickly use Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash impact, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash impact right now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash impact. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you want to have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with eBay Motors. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
<clears throat> it's like when people sleep in separate rooms. It's like, I get it, it's probably more convenient. Like there are definitely times, like now when I'm sick, right? So I'll sleep in a separate bedroom. But like if that were to go on too long, and I get it, like if we were on really different schedules and I, I mean, I do, I guess get up way earlier than you. But even with that, like we make sure that we go to bed at the same time and then um, I just sort of sneak out to make sure that I don't interrupt your sleep. But even just that little bit of quality time where you're, you know, laying your head on my chest, it's like that stuff matters. It's, it's um, neurochemistry and making sure that you're reinforcing those bonds. Like there's, yeah, it is, it is absolutely critical. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, and you're very sweet, by the way, that you... So this is one... It's the little things, and I always talk about it, it's the little things, it's not the big grand gestures. And it's the fact that even when you're sick, you will go and move bedrooms. So if I'm sick, you'll move bedrooms so that um, you don't wake up and I'm coughing and spluttering. And, um, and so that's kind of understandable. But even when you're sick, you won't have the nicer bed and the nicer room. You'll still move. Yeah, I mean, to me, the <clears throat> with the identity that I have, it's the, um, and I get it, not everyone is going to agree to this, but I believe that my role is, as the alpha, my role as the man, quite frankly, is to be the one to endure suffering. So whenever possible, if there's suffering to be had, <coughs> and whether that's, you know, carrying grocery bags, shopping bags, um, sleeping in the guest bedroom, I mean, whatever the case may be, like, that's for me to endure. That's just how I see it. And mm. that's something that's important to me and that I take pride in. Um, you know, and everybody has to decide that for themselves. I'm not saying that's universal, but that is very meaningful to me. Yeah, so it's little things that make me feel um, mm. like you care as well. Yeah. For sure ways. All right. Um, this question from Daniel Breeze. Hi from Toronto, guys. What's, What's up, up, Toronto? Toronto? Uh-huh. Nice. Jinx, you owe me a Coke? Indeed. Is that what you guys say? Uh, it's certainly what we said as kids. Oh, that's an American thing. But I still say it now, though. But anyway. All right. Hi from Toronto. Tom, you say that if you're awake, you're either working or working out. I'm getting there slowly but surely. My girlfriend has told me that I'm not giving her enough affection, though. How do you, Lisa, manage this? Well, so first of all, I say that Monday through Friday. Um, that's really important for people to understand. And then on the weekends is really where we make sure that we reconnect. We spend quality time together. We spend time just sitting next to each other, watching a show, eating at the table, which my wife is obsessed with. Um, like all, but really, like all those little things. Like we make sure that we take the time to reconnect on the weekend. Absolutely critical. Um, so I work, uh, I would say, less than half the time on the weekend that I do during the week. So that leaves us a lot of time to reconnect. Um, we're total homebodies, so we're not even like traveling and running around, like we're just together. And while we do selfish time on the weekends, for the most part, it's like communal time. And it's really not until quite late in the evening that we sort of start doing our own thing. Mm. Um, as you really want to sink in to like watch something and I might want to read or uh, work or play games or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, so I think if we didn't take that time, if on the weekends I were working as much as I am on the week, it would be a real problem. And also we have <coughs> the discussions of, um, you know, cause he says, um, she doesn't feel, um, that he's given her enough affection. Mm -hmm. And I think the first question you have to ask her is what does make her feel that? Right. So, and that's what you did with me. It's not that this is, this would work for everybody. If other people had the same type of relationship as a woman, they may feel neglected. So yeah. it's what Fair is, point. what is that thing that she 
gets, like, what are those moments? What are the things that she really wants to make her feel like you're giving her affection? Mm. Is it just an abundance of cuddles? Is it an entire day of attention? Like, what are those actual things? And um, allow her to be petty, right? Like, that's the same with me. Like, I want to eat together at the table, and I want you to wait for me, and I want you to wait till I sit down till we eat. It's pathetic. And some people may laugh and joke about it and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe how fussy. But it's true. And so by me owning that, by me being honest about that, by me telling you that, and then you actually act on it, now I feel special. I feel like you're giving me the attention I need. But she may be very different. So have the discussion of what those things are, and then start executing. Look, if she's unreasonable, because that could be another thing, I want you to spend every single night having dinner with me. Okay, that may not be feasible for what you're trying to achieve. So have that discussion and say like, look, for what I want need to do, I can't do that, but how about we do this? Or how about we do that? So for instance, most of the time on Saturday and Sunday, you'll work partially, partially those days. Sometimes you have an event or something like that. But if let's say we're at home, but yesterday, because you knew that you had all of Sunday, it's like, okay, I actually want a whole day with you. And so we spent the entire day just hanging out. And then on Sunday, you spent the entire day working. I barely saw you. We even ate together, but you had your headphones on. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. No. Yeah, it was. I ate with my headphones on. Yeah, because you skipped a meal, and so you were sitting with me, but you weren't really... You were sick. Yeah, I was going to say, I think by then I wasn't feeling well. Sure, already. but still... What's weird is I don't remember that. Oh, I mean, that's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, when you've got an episode, you always put your headphones on when we eat dinner. Really? Yeah. Oh, 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 dinner. Yeah, dinner. 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 Yeah, because I wasn't eating. Last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, last, yeah. But I'm saying sometimes you would do that in a way. During the week. Sure. Yes. But. And in fairness, <clears throat> typically it's actually Sunday through Friday at like six, seven o'clock is my work week. Sure. And then, tag, I always say Monday through Friday just because it's so much easier. Right, sure. Um, but typically, like on a Friday night, I won't work, and on a Sunday night, I will. Right. Yeah. Are you go. completely That's like, what I was that, saying? I don't know why, but I know, it's I was going to say you had to, to like, defend it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's meaningful. And going back to what you were saying, it's, I don't think it actually is petty, but it's really, like, you're really good about communicating what's important to you. Mm. That's so critical. And even defining, like, what does it mean to say something's important? We've talked about that before. Like making sure the other person knows what's meaningful to you, right. what that the word important means something, that it's heightened, it's not just another word. That kind of stuff is really critical. And then to your point about, um, you know, maybe she's being unreasonable, selection matters. Mm -hmm. In fact, selection is the most important thing. If you guys aren't on <coughs> the same page, like that's really problematic. And one of the like most amazing things I ever did was marry a woman whose father worked a lot. So, but really, and I've thought about that since we first got together, like you just get that. And you'd always said, oh yeah, my dad traveled a lot, my dad had to work a lot. And so it became like communicating, like I wanna talk to you when you're traveling. And I want like, even if it's just mm -hmm. like a, a five minute phone call, like I need that to feel connected. So you've always vocalized what you needed. Um, it was never like an overwhelming amount of stuff, but then like anything, like over time, something will like, if I'm traveling a lot, it'll begin to wear on you. And so you'll eventually say like, Hey, before this becomes an issue, before I really <coughs> feel like 
uh, abandoned or neglected. I want to speak up. I want to say like, hey, this Friday, this Saturday, whatever, like I need a whole day. And then I need to be responsive to that. And I need to say, all right, I'm, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So I need to recognize that you're never abusive about that stuff. So if you ask for it, it's like drop it, yeah. whatever I'm working on make sure that you feel that you're my priority because it's like this weird relationship with um, my ambition, right? So the, it's, you could ask me to give up anything and I would do it except my ambition, right? So it's like this weird thing, but I would never want to choose my ambition over you. So mm -hmm. it's like this really like weird... Because um, you can't give up who you are um, to give someone what they need because now you're not you and it just like, it just spirals. Like that doesn't... And that's why selection is so important. Like yeah. you've got to find somebody who like, that's just who they are naturally right. and they get it. And like you wanted somebody who was ambitious. And so it just like fed into each other. But then at the same time, like being nuanced enough to go, yes, I'm hella ambitious. Yes, it's important to me to either be, um, if I'm Monday through Friday, hashtag Sunday through <laughs> midday <laughs> Friday. I'm just going to say Monday through Friday, otherwise it derails. Uh, you know, it's important to me to live up to that notion, right? That I'm either working out or working Monday through Friday. But if you said like, hey, I really need this. Yeah. Then like be nuanced enough to go, yeah. this doesn't erode like who I am. This doesn't change my identity. And in fact, part of my identity is being deft enough to be good at the relationship, mm. to recognize what you need, to recognize. And this is the important part, to recognize that you're never abusive. That you would never like, I just want to see like if he'll choose me. Oh, you got something important coming up. So, hey, motherfucker, like I want you like tonight, right? So, A, I'm sick. <clears throat> B, we have a double episode tomorrow, which I can't decide like if I love this moment more than anything because it gives me a chance to plow through, do. which you keep telling me not to, which is winding me up. But like <laughs> that, like, is this amazing? And my boy Jordan in the flu game, like, do I, you know, do I show gratitude to be sick right at this moment where now it it sucks like when i woke up this morning i was like Fuck, can i actually do this well that's the thing and i know you well enough to know that you find joy in the misery you do you find joy find, in i'm sick and i've got a show and i've got two episodes tomorrow i'm still gonna crush it it's it's not joy what is it then? it it's um yeah it's pride okay but it, so in that pride, because I know you so well, I know you've got pride in it. You don't want me coming along and telling you what to do, right? Cool. I know that's your personality. I don't want you fussing over me. But you also don't want me to, because I'd be like, what are you doing? You should be in bed. Like, you yes. don't want that either. So yes. this morning, I basically said to you, and I gave you the Celine Dion um, example. I said, yeah. like, be like Celine Dion. So Celine Dion. And I canceled two things, by the way. Good. So Celine Dion, um, I actually was fortunate enough to meet her. I mean. Why, why did we put that in there? Well, quotes? because you it was like, I didn't hang out with her and have didn't a coffee. Yeah, but so anyway, me and my friend Nicole, we were, um, we loved just kind of like seeing what we could do, like what famous people we could meet while all the other girls, the younger, uh, the younger girls were like going out clubbing and meeting boys. Like me and Nicole, our thing was like go and hang out with famous people. We got to talk someday about your ugly duckling phase. Okay. Which I think is okay. partly your power. But. Um, so anyway, so we got to meet Celine Dion and her whole thing was if she had a show that day or the day after, she wouldn't talk at all. Like literally she wouldn't talk. So her bodyguard... 
said, okay, you know, if you guys, if you girls like wait here, um, I'll come and bring her to you because she has to leave and exit this door anyway. Right. So when I bring her to you, but she won't talk. So she communicates for two days straight by blowing into, she's got like a walkie talkie. And she literally like, depending on what channel she's on is who she's Amazing. talking to. So she's talking to her husband, channel one. She's talking to her security guard, channel two. And she blows and she goes, that means come and get me or I'm not ready yet. So like her whole thing is about performing at that highest level. And so that's all I was trying to say to you is, I know you can do it. I know you can plow through it and you may even do an amazing interview, but you're gonna drain yourself. And for the rest of the week, you're not gonna be useful. So anyway. So here's my thing, Mark Devine, you're capable of 20 times, 20 times more than you think you are. Sure. But and here's the thing, like suffering is a choice. So like when I came, so. I came down and, and upstairs I was allowing myself to suffer, I'll be honest. Uh, my fucking head just was like killing, killing, killing me. And when I came down and I sat down, I said, okay, here's what I have to do to perform. I have to turn off the suffering. And so as we went live, I was like, okay, that part like is just gone. Mm. Like the pain is still there, but I'm not going to let myself suffer. And it is insane how I feel better now. Like I'll feel my best today while we're doing this. And then when I'm done, yes, I'll be a little more fatigued yeah. because I did it. But this is where you get to find out what you're capable of. You have to test yourself. And so I'm researching um, Dr. Andy Wall. She's one of the people that we're shooting tomorrow. Dude, this is interesting. So his whole thing is, um, so he runs the Red Bull Human Performance Institute and they're all about like taking people that are, you know, podying, podiuming, uh, you know, like a bronze medal and they're trying to get them to gold. So they're already like the best and they're just trying to get them, <coughs> you know, a little bit better. And how do you push people forward like that? And he said, you know, we're, we're looking at, at like how to eke out these like incremental improvements and you begin to realize like you just hit a plateau. And so he said, we had to look at like ancient texts to find out like what did the Bushido um, code, the samurai, like what did they do? And it was always something where they would go off into the woods and they would force themselves to suffer. They would sit in a waterfall for like seven, eight hours, freezing the pounding water because what you, like you find yourself at that moment. Mark Devine said his Kokoro camp is all about, he said, you meet yourself for the first time. And there's an, I think it was Vince Lombardi that said, fatigue makes cowards of us all. And it's like, you don't know who you are until you're in a position where it really, really sucks. And every impulse you have is in the opposite direction. Like every impulse I had this morning was to just keep laying in bed. And I didn't like cancel, like I rationalized it because I had two important things today, a lunch and a phone call. Both I think are critical to what we're doing at Impact Theory to, to really build the studio. And I thought, don't be a dumbass, right? Like those are really important. So yes, like you want to show that you can do it, but like I get one chance to make an impression. And if I'm off even a step, like that's not okay. But because the community is, um, like they have an ongoing relationship with me, I'm thank you for letting me practice because now I get to come in. And but here's the thing though, I totally hear what you're saying. Um, and that's how you live by, but if I was to the same, you would have a heart attack. A fucking seizure. So that is hypocritical. A, yes, and B, I don't value you for that. Sure, but, ah, uh, okay, well but this I is, no, but this is super interesting. Okay, so you value yourself for that. And by the way, it, yes, I recognize the hypocritical nature of it. Right. And I'm very okay with that. Um, but that's actually difficult for me. 
because you do this and you so you won't listen to me sometimes which is fine like look at the end of the day you're an adult you make the final your own <coughs> decisions so if I'm like you need to rest you need to rest you need to rest and you don't I say to myself okay well he's going to be more sick but he I have to give him the space for him to do what he needs to do because this is your identity and oh, you know so, um so I will, which is why this morning I said, I'm just going to say this once. Yeah. I'm just going to say it once. And, and it then... went on for like five minutes. <laughs> but it was still once. <laughs> it was once. It was a very long one. It was. But anyway, I'm going to say this once and then I'm yeah. going to back off because now I've said it. And then if you decide to go down, you know, um, wearing yourself into the ground and you're more and more sick, then that's on you. Right. And not that I don't care, but no, you no, need no, to make that sure. decision. I never doubt that. Now, the thing is, though, is because I admire you so much... And because I respect you and what you do and the way you think, and I'm always learn, trying to learn and grow, um, if I was in that situation, multiple things would go in my head. A, I don't like feeling weak just in general. That's my own personality. So I will try and push through it. Um, but you will go to me and say, like, you need to rest, you need to do this, you need to do that. And you'll get mad at me if I ignore you. Yeah. So... How do you... Justify it? Yeah. Um, because I try to force myself going, he, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Like, I really do listen because I'm, I, I know myself, I'm super stubborn and I will push myself to the brink of collapsing. Like, right. so I think, okay, I need to listen to him. But then I think, how hey, I minute, mean, he would completely ignore the same advice. Now, you asked. How many people out there, right? Because thinking about us, it, yep. what we're talking about, it being sick, I think so many people do that in general in life. Where one person will, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Um, I never say that. No, no, you don't ever say that. I'm just saying there were many situations where that will come up. Because do as I do. Huh? Do as I do. Like, and do you want me to answer your question? Yeah. Because... Because I want it to be universal for also people watching. So it doesn't have to be sick. I'm sure many people uh, out there have been in situations where they're like, hang on a minute, they were just telling me that and now they're doing it themselves. Mm -hmm. So I just want to like kind of make it universal for people. There's no universal answer. And, <laughs> okay. But really, okay, right? Yeah. So there's no universal taste. There's okay. no one thing that tastes good to everybody. Sure. There's no one thing. Okay. Growth mindset is universal. Okay. Beyond that, there's really not a lot. Okay. So here's the problem. You will grind yourself into the dirt, yes? Mm -hmm. And be sick for a month, yes? Right. Have I ever? That's my... Yeah, yeah. Just have I ever? I was very sick and so that You're was hilarious. Whole... Have I ever? <laughs> I'm not asking about you no. now, I'm asking about me, right? But what so, you will do is grind yourself all week and you'll get through the week and then the weekend when it's like, oh my God, I get to have date night. You're so sick okay, well because that, you've grinded yourself during the week. That may be a whole other thing, but I don't push myself to the point of collapsing. Like okay, I have, that's fair. I have an internal mechanism and I don't go over the edge. So here's the thing. Whatever that's that fair. internal mechanism is, you've had to externalize that and I am your conscience when it comes to that you kind of stuff. You are my conscience for sure. So 100%. And it's like, great, that's the dynamic of the relationship. Mm -hmm. There are other things, oh my God, like I need you, like a, a thousandfold I need you. In no uncertain terms, I, am, I would be less of a person without you. There are things that I'm like, yep, this is where she shines. I need to just listen. In fact, we were talking about that this weekend where I was saying the things that you're good at, I actually have a part of my brain that goes, I feel so strongly that she's wrong, mm -hmm. but I know that she's so much better at this than I am. I'm just going to listen. Mm. And I was um, imploring you to do the same thing for me, which is to recognize where I shine. That is an area where I shine. Like I know how to like 
push myself so that it's constructive. It doesn't like spill over into now it's damaging me. And in fact, if you remember back at Awareness Technologies, when I went in and quit, it was because I said, it's now taking from me. Right. So there was a long time where it was grueling, it was hard, it was brutal, but it was making me better, tougher, um, it was hardening me, all the things that I needed. And then it hit a point where it clicked over and now it was robbing from me. And because I could see that, I said, I, I have to make a change. And then, you know, we know how that played out and it ends up becoming Quest. And, but only because I could go, hang on a minute, this is now corrosive. And I don't do things that are corrosive. So, like, I, there's a reason Jordan sits over the fireplace. There's a reason it's the flu game. There's a reason that I'm, and I am admittedly unsure whether I should be doubling down on, like, fucking go for this like go hard perform 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 and then when i woke up this morning i was like whoa i'm not like i was on the line right and it's always like that like f when you first wake up and you're sick where you just can't fathom like getting up and so it becomes like don't look at the marathon i w i couldn't think whoa like i have two people to research i have two intros mm -hmm. to write i'm gonna have to like one interview is is taxing it's just like so mentally right, taxing so to do mile. two right like you just one step right. one step so at first it was like because you know when you're sick you get that that weird thing where you're hot and then you move and you get the chills oh it's so yeah, unpleasant that, yeah. and so i was like all right just deal with that like i knew as soon as i swung my feet out of bed i was going to get that like chill rush and so I did that, I got my sweatshirt on, and then you put your hand on the back of my head, and you're like, whoa, you're really hot. And it's like, just take the jacket off. It was just like one step, one right. step, one step. <laughs> and that's, you know, at the end of the day, what you have to do. But it's like, I know I'm going to, like, I'll be reasonable, like the two things that I canceled. I could see that it was like, okay, I totally hear what you're saying. I'm checking internally against, like, is this the right thing? How much of this is wanting to be the person I want to become, and how much of this is... Um, actually being stupid, right? So to do the episodes, I think is smart and makes mm -hmm. sense, push through, I'll learn something about myself. Um, but for people where I only get like that one chance to make that impression and it's so critical to what we're doing as a company, the only, like, cause I kept thinking, the only reason to push is momentum and momentum matters. You know my obsession sure. with that. But I was like, if we just push it to Friday, then we're good. But as your partner, when you, th when you see someone, um doing something you don't think is necessarily the right thing to do, that is not yeah. good for them. Um, I used to have a real problem with that. Yeah. Like, he's ignoring me, he's not listening to, like, I know better, um, I can see what's happening, he's really wearing himself out, like, he just needs to listen, and I would nag you, like, what are you doing? And then I'd be like, all right, next time, I'm just not going to say anything. And then I wouldn't say anything, and I'm sitting there like, he's doing it. He's getting himself sick again. Yeah. You know, and like... But we've really, over, or at least, you know, I've overcome that in just going, okay, I'm going to say this once because I know, I've, I've seen the pattern. And in fact, what's that phrase that I love that you say um, oh, about pattern? Like, don't be surprised by... Oh, never trust what somebody says. Don't even trust what they no, do. No, pattern behavior. Trust pattern. No. Oh, don't be surprised by behavior that's predictable. Right. Don't be... Oh, I love that. Can you just say that one more time? Let's get close on him. Nice. <laughs> no pressure don't be surprised by behavior that's predictable like that is it rings so true to me and so once you can really accept that once you can accept like i know ultimately you're not you're gonna do what you think is best ultimately now my advice may ring in you know it may like you may think about it and then you'll decide but no matter what you're gonna do what you think is best and so i've come to that acceptance and i've just gone okay 
I still know me and I know, and I've tried not saying anything. I've tried to be quiet. I'm just not going to say anything. He's an adult. And then I just wind myself up because by the end of the day, I'm like, he's sick. I should have said something. I should have. So now I've just tweaked my, um, my approach. It's I'm going to say something because I know that I need <coughs> to. I also want you to know that I care. So I feel like staying silent is kind mm. of like as if I'm showing I'm, I don't care. But then ultimately you're gonna do what you wanna do. And my mum once said, when I was younger, um, I was probably 18, um, legally allowed to drink <laughs> in England. I was sure that wink was I going may have been in. like 17, right. but. Or 12, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, um, drinking in, e in England is legal at 18, so let's right. just say I was 18. Your, your ID certainly said you were 18, how about <laughs> yes, that? the laminate. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, so I had a hangover the next day and I was li still living with my mom and I woke up and I was like, I was throwing up oh, and I God. wasn't feeling well. And initially she was just like, you did it to yourself. Yeah. You did it to yourself. And then she could hear me throwing up and throwing up. And then eventually she was like, do you need anything? <laughs> oh, like she just totally so crumbled. So my she mom. would never be able to stick to you. She done wouldn't. To yourself, yeah. but, um, but that was really a good lesson for me because it was like, I've really kind of adopted parts of that. So it's right. like, look, I'm going to give you my advice. If you don't take it and you do run yourself into the ground, I'm not going to say like, see, I told you so. Right, no, that's not Or me. like, take care of yourself. It's like, no, I still do feel sorry for you um, because you're still sick. So I'm going right. to take care of you, but I'm still going to think like, you know, maybe next time you should try this. And we both know. That, you like, won't. won't <laughs> I know you won't. But here's the thing, like... <clears throat> um, I, you'd never throw that in my face. You'd never be like, I told you so. Like, that's just not you. Like, even if you said something along those lines, you would say it in, like, such a sweet way. Like, baby, like, you've really got to take care of yourself. And this is why I was right. saying, you know what I mean? What, like, what, what do you actually get from saying, I told you so, though? The only reason oh, why people say that, right. right, it's the only reason why you say that is to satisfy your own ego. Dude, people are crippled by their desire to, like, feed their own ego. So, of course, people say, I told you so all the time. It doesn't get you Not only does it not though. get you anything, it moves you backwards. And it makes like, the other person like, feel... Shit, it's terrible. Right, it makes the other person feel bad. So now you actually, <coughs> you're doing... A disservice to what you're trying to do, which is you actually want well, them no, to no, listen to you. Because what they're trying to do is feel right. And so in that moment, yeah. they feel right and it feels so good. And that's when they have to, and I remember being in this position. And that's when I was like, wait a second. I'm, I say I want A, mm -hmm. but I'm acting like I want B. So which is it really? Do right. I want to be right or do I want the person to feel taken care of, mm -hmm. nurtured? Because if I want them to feel taken care of and nurtured, right. like stop trying to point out how right you were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because you're really good at giving credit, and I think that's another thing. If someone was always like, look how good I am, look how good I am, I think the people around them would want like, but I'm good too. And so they almost like may fall into that trap. But you're really good. Like sometimes you even like, babe, that was such a great idea of yours. And I'm like, babe, that was your idea, not mine. That's such a powerful technique. I know it is. Oh I know God. it's a powerful technique. But you're so willing to make other people feel good that I don't feel that urge to... Right, you don't need to take. Right. All right, let's get to a few more questions. Let's do it. Um, okay, so... Oh, question about kids. Kids or finance, in fact? Which one do you want to go for? Um, we talk about kids a lot. Let's talk about finance. All right, let's go for another question then. Um, so this question comes from Alex, Alexa Yankee. 
Um, wow. Hi from Canada. Yankee. Well, it's Canada. it's only <coughs> one e at the end though. How would you pronounce that? Yank. Maybe Yankee. 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 <laughs> Yank- I like that. What's Yank- up, Yankee? Hey, ho. How are we doing? Hey, ho. Wow, that got weird fast. <laughs> Um, and I think it's like this. Like, I know, hey, it's hey, 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 oh, it's from a movie. Yeah. Um, from a movie? Okay. It's from a rap song, isn't it? I got it from a movie. But we'll anyway, let's, let's, let's not derail it. <laughs> so, hi from Canada. How would you re- recommend going from two incomes and job stability mm-hmm. to one p- partner wanting a job change and perhaps going to one income while the other partner figures out what they want to do? Man, that's dope. I would be all for that. Like that, that's the, the bee's knees. So my thing is play the long game. So some of the best advice I have for anybody looking to like <coughs> do what they really want in life is to be willing to like top ramen it for a while. Like just put Did your you what, top ramen. Like, top ramen? Yeah, like really cheap food. Tina's burritos. I didn't think oh. people would get that. But my thing was Tina's burritos. But for burritos, the Europeans out there, pot noodles for the Europeans. Perfect. Pot noodles. Um, like remember when we decided we were going to start quest yeah and so went from making more money than we'd ever made to um in your salary that you were getting yeah, from the company in, in before the salary, exactly so it was like now obviously we would punch ourselves in the mouth if we woke up with that money but at the time it was very sure, exciting yeah and <clears throat> we were like hey this like i'm not gonna be happy doing that we brought on a new ceo like his vision for how marketing was like it just didn't resonate with me wanted to really take this quest thing seriously, but we're going to have to cut our pay in a third. And in a third? In a third. And we just bought a house. Just bought a house, and we had to scale back to one car. So we had one nice car and one terrible car. We had to get rid of the nice car, go to the terrible car that started to shake at like 65 miles an hour, had a leaky exhaust. Like that's a whole another story, which is amazing. But like to scale back, to stay in, to say for the next couple of years, we're not going to be doing a lot of traveling. We're not going to be able to go out and eat. Like we're going to have to really Mm -hmm. buckle down and give this like a real go. And like, I mean, it's, you know, certainly famous within our community, your whole thing. I bet on you, like, let's do it. Like that, some of the like most amazing stuff in our life has come from a willingness to bet on us and a willingness to say, okay, like, yeah, we can <coughs> tighten the belt. We can be poor for a couple years um, and really like figure this thing out, take a gamble, really try to do something exceptional. And man, so like I can't encourage people to do that enough, but you've got to attack every day like your life depends on it. Right. And that is the thing. Like I didn't go into it like, Oh, well, it's okay to be poor. I was like, I'm trying to make us rich today. Like, I'm trying to blow this thing up right now, today. But it was predicated on building value and all that. So value was the filter. Enjoying my life was the filter. Like, all of those things were critically important and they became the filter. But it was like, I was going hard, 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 right? So same thing here. It's like, man, we're, we are trying to go at 150,000 miles an hour. And for anybody in the community watching, like, originally back in October... When we first started the sort of underground building of the company, we said, all right, we're going to launch in January, and then by December 31st, we want (coughs) to be ecosystem-wide, we want 100,000 followers, and um, my like crazy stretch goal was 500,000, and then we hit 100,000 in May. 
So it was like we're over seven months ahead of schedule because we attack every mm-hmm. day like our life depends on it. We're trying to create momentum. We're always trying to get things moving. Like that, that's how you do this. So if you're going to scale back, if you're going to give that person time to really find what they want, like they've got to attack it. They can't like sit around, smoke a bowl, like try to like, hey, like I'm going to go see a movie. Man, you got to fucking attack that. You've got to figure out, okay, what are my, like map this shit out. What are my areas of interest? How do I turn some of the overlapping areas of interest that can be monetized into a real passion by gaining mastery? It's like, like they need to be after it. And you have to be in it together, right? Because let's say for instance, and I don't know this situation, but let's say, um, the, the husband wants a different career, not quite sure what to do, I need to explore, I want to go out there, I want to see what's around, and the wife isn't necessarily in a job that she loves either. Right. That Which is co- almost certainly the case. And that can cause some friction. So I think it's having the discussion about, okay, well, this is how long I'm going to take this, how long I need to explore, let's explore this together. Like, you have to be on that same team because the last thing you want is eventually to start breeding... Um, Resentment. Resentment, thank so you. So here's, here's my thing, and I know this may not be popular. It certainly won't be universal. Um, barring any opportunity. So if one of you has an opportunity to do something, right. like I had an opportunity at Quest, right. um, barring any sort of you know, special circumstances, for me, the one who should suffer longer is the man. Just that's right. the way it should be, in my opinion. That's how I want to live. That's how I, like, that's important to me. So if we were in that situation, we were both had jobs where we are unhappy, I would say you go first. Right. And let's, like, get you doing that. I will suffer longer over here. Obviously, the whole time trying to make this special. Sure. And I'm sort of flashing back to how I used to think because now I would force myself to make great opportunities there where I was. Sure. But, like... In that situation, I would say. Yeah. And have a plan laid out because the last thing you want, I mean, you you just said that, but the last thing you want is to have somebody who is um, working hard, hating the job, feeling good about giving this other person the opportunity because I think that that's really important, right? Like I'm helping give them this opportunity to explore and then them not do anything with it. So coming up with a plan saying, that okay, would it would, right? And that would just slowly start to weigh on the person that's, that's the doing thing. the job that isn't happy. Um, so I think just find, get super specific, super specific about what your plans are going forward. And it's like, okay, well, if in three months we haven't hit X, then we'll do this. And in six months, if we haven't done this, then we'll switch out and, you know, and just like fig- do those exact details. That way you don't feel bad about like, God, it's been like four months. And like they still like they've tried this and they've tried that and they're still not passionate about anything. And here I am, miserable in my job. Like that would just breed resentment. For sure. Um, And then in regards to reducing it to the the one salary, like I just think it comes down to what's important, right? We said job security or job stability. Like that didn't even play a part in my mind of like, uh, really it was, do I have a roof over my head? Like what are the most important things to me? I don't want to sleep on the street. I'm just going to be honest. I don't want to sleep on the street. Right. So do we have enough money and our finances to make sure that if the worst came to the worst and we lost our house, that we could rent somewhere, even go to a motel? Like, do we have enough money for that? Yes. Cool. So I'm good with that. The second thing is starve. I don't want to starve to death. I really, really don't. So do we have enough money? Do we have enough um, stability where if the worst came to the worst, I could still eat? Yes. Cool. Now, that's all that is important to me. 
you need to identify what is really important to you, right? Because if someone says like, look, my house is important to me. I've, my entire life, my dream, my parents never owned the house and now having a house is really important to me. Okay, we'll say that out loud and figure out how you work around that. Um, so yeah, I think that's super important. Agreed. And then just going, what don't we care about um, reducing our costs? So the one big thing that we did, I was really into carpet picnics or just picnics anywhere. So I would make our own little food and I would lay our like chairs out outside and we would take you know our food outside. Mm. Or I would do it on a rug inside. Or we'd build like a little fort inside the house. Legitimately we built forts. We built a fort inside the house. Um, it didn't cost anything, right? It was the, the cost of just making the food myself. Yeah. But then I'd give um, <coughs> little coupons where it was like, I'd print them out and it'd be like, um, Congratulations, you have a 20-minute back rub. Right. Didn't cost anything, apart from the little bit of paper that I printed on. But doing things like that to make sure that you don't feel like your whole life has just been kind of really reduced and now you're focused, I don't have the money, I don't have the money. Like, we weren't focused on that. I actually saw it as like a little game. Very smart. Like, all the fun, crazy things we can do. Right, that don't cost money. Right, exactly. Um, okay, so... It is now 11 o'clock. We ran wow. slightly late, so maybe wow. we'll do one more question. Okay, yeah. We got a couple I know minutes. that you're sick, so I actually feel bad saying that. No, that's all right. Um, all right. So let's get, um, see if we've got any more questions about finance, and maybe we don't. Um, Dead air. I Dead know. Air. Yeah, you can keep talking while I find a question. Yeah, so the question is, what do I keep talking about? So... Um, Finance is interesting. Like, I think this is a really big thing for people, and especially in the beginning of a relationship, to set what the rules of engagement are is really, really important. And that was one of the first things, <coughs> excuse me, one of the first things that, that became sort of a rule for us was um, what are the rules of engagement around money? Um, I think that having separate bank accounts for spending money was one of the smartest things that we did. Um, yeah, I think that's really, really critical. And then just remembering at the end of the day, especially if you don't have kids, like what is the thing that you should be chasing? It's fulfillment, it's happiness, and making sure that you guys are willing to work with each other, like that you're in it together, you're trying to accomplish something um, that's really gonna make you guys feel alive. And those are the things that make a relationship worth the sacrifice, like getting together, living your life in harmony with another person. Like if you're not getting something really beneficial out of that, then my question is, why are you doing it? Um, so doing things like that, being together on the journey, like that's really, really important. So what are those things that make you feel alive? Critical. Mm -hmm. Got All a question right. for us? I do have a question. Um, it's not really exactly finance, but... Um, yeah, it doesn't need to be yeah. finance. Um, so, how do you, sorry, this question is from Charles Frank Statch the Third. Whoa. That's an awesome name. That's a serious I'm really name. like kind of getting pulled into the name thing I'm with you. I'm telling you. Um, how do you two set goals together as a couple? Do you set individual goals also? Yeah, for sure. So, um, this I would say is not like the, the together goals is less of like a specific goal and more of a, um, like where are we trying to take the business? Um, so hmm. we, you made a funny face. Yeah, because um, it is business for sure, but let's say um, people that don't work together, really it's um, 
goals for your future. So do we move into the direction of having kids? Do we move into the direction of... But what would you say are the specific goals that we've set? It is business related, but it's because we've decided to focus on that. Right. Help a brother out here. Like, so where I was headed is that it isn't like we set um, micro goals. I want to do this. I want to do that. It's coming up with a vision Mm -hmm. for us, for the business, right? right? So here's what we're trying to do with the business. It's not like, I want this much money in the bank account, which is a very tangible goal, right? Um, It really becomes, this is what we're trying to do. This is the impact that we want to have. Like, this is where we're headed. It's very sort of (coughs) nimble and like changes based on where we're trying to push and take the business. But as individuals, I think we have more specific (coughs) goals. Um, so you might be trying to do something in the gym. In fact, most of the goals that I can think about that like are really specific, um, are gym goals. But don't you think though, that your personal goals are exactly what has been reflected in the company and the goals there? Like for instance, you're passionate about, um, pulling people out the matrix. And because that is your goal, your Mm -hmm. personal goal, we've developed a business around it. So I actually think that we kind of start off as our individual goals. How, how do they mesh together? And then what is that ultimate goal? It's interesting. And so I think a lot about the person I'm trying to become, who I want to be, where I'm headed, the impact that I want to have. Um, and I don't think of it. And it's so fascinating because I'm somebody who's like, you've got to know exactly what you want. But when I really think about all of those things, like they're in service for me of the business, but I think that you're right. Ultimately, it's a reflection of what I'm trying to become, the person right. I want to be, the impact that I want to have. But I, I would be lying if I said that I think of it like that. Hmm. It always gets translated into the business because I can get so specific. So what advice would you give people where, let's say they're a couple, mm-hmm. and so at least for us, like I've always really been on board with the empowering, um, the motivating, the, um, you know, because I've seen what you have done with your mindset and what I have done and what we've built as a business and what we've done as a relationship. Um, I am totally on board, but let's say you have a couple who, um, one person has one goal and, you know, let's say they get together because we got together young so I think that we've kind of molded each other over time but let's say you get together and one person has one strong goal the other person has another strong goal how do you make them united so at least you're kind of moving in that same direction I think you really just have to talk about what they are you have to be really blunt and um, clear about what you're trying to do and accomplish I think it really works for us because um I am vision and you are strategy and that's worked really well. So it's like, here's where we're trying to go. You get caught up in my enthusiasm, what we're trying to accomplish and actually know how to help get us there. And so that going back to selection matters, (coughs) we work really well like that together. So there's a natural sort of yin yang to the way that we approach things because you want that, right? You want me to lead and I want your help um, to actually execute and, um, you know, having learned the lesson that I don't want to be better than you at everything. And, and that's just uh, such a great, like, I still can't believe that I used to think that's what you wanted. Um, and so making sure that there's um, places where you shine, there's places where I shine, that we each recognize the other person. And so in that, it's like, 
that like the vision is where it starts mm -hmm. and then we get highly tactical and execution oriented. And that's where I think our dynamic works so well is, is it's vision and execution. And that is, I think where people get lost is like, they're just going in opposite directions. Maybe they're both sort of big vision people and they're just, you know, heading in separate directions. They're not working on something and you don't have to like 99.999% of people don't work together. So I'm not saying like this is, well, this, it is about yeah. that, but it, you know, it's relationship goals, what you're trying to accomplish, what the major movements of your life are, like what does work mean? What matters? Is it financial? Is it kids? Like what, what are you like, what are the grand sort of accomplishments that are going to make you feel fulfilled? They're going to make you happy and making sure that you build those in. So I'll give you a crazy example. Um, there was this couple that really, really believed that introducing their kids to different cultures, to sort of extreme environments was way more beneficial than putting them in traditional schooling. So they packed up and got on like a, a small sailing boat, for lack of a better word, and they sailed around the world for like two or three years. I mean, it's something crazy. And it's like, that's like coming together and saying, mm. what's important to us? <clears throat> so they wanted to give their kids the kinds of opportunities that they didn't have. They also wanted to live like this really interesting life and be able to do, um, you know, what uh, I think it's Tim Ferriss that calls it the, the nouveau rich. It's like living life where time is your most precious commodity, experience is your most precious commodity, not necessarily money, being able to work from anywhere. And so together they created this really fascinating life where they were working, they had certain financial goals, but it also allowed them to be free, to go travel. So that's like talking and saying like, what do we want? Okay, we want freedom. We wanna be able to travel. We want our kids to be able to see cultures and things that we didn't see growing up. So now, then you can get really specific about what the execution is. So, but their jobs, like maybe they both work freelance or whatever in totally different fields. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe one of them was a freelancer and the other was you know, in charge of the home and the home since they're on a boat. Um, I, I have no idea, but like that's, really coming together, painting the vision for what they want to do that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the business. Yeah, and we really did that even bef way before Quest. Um, we both have film backgrounds, um, and I remember you coming home coming home one day, you know, after we'd done some film, um, and someone had butchered something, you're like, I'm never going to do that anymore. Like, from now on, if we go into the movie business, it's because we basically control it. Like, we put the money behind it. And it was such an audacious goal, but it was like, okay, cool. Yeah, like let's let's do that. And so when you started going into awareness technologies, which um, from the outside seemed like the complete opposite to like making movies, um, I didn't just want to go into any job. And I remember having a discussion with you where it was like, sure, I can get a job, I can earn money and bring it in, and we could upgrade our lifestyle, but it's not going to get us where we want, right? If I just like for you, it's like I'm going to go into awareness tech, like we're really going to like you know, build this company, we're going to sell it, we're going to make money, we're going to make movies. Like, you had that clear vision. So for me, just going to any job just so that we can have a more comfortable lifestyle, neither of us really wanted. Right. So we discussed, like, what do I do? What is my daily activity? What do I, am I interested in? You encouraged me to do my artwork. But I realized that was more of a hobby than I actually wanted to go into it as a profession. I didn't want to necessarily make money from it because I was really frustrated by people telling me what to draw or how to draw. And I just wanted to do it for fun. So that's when you came up with the phrase that I was in charge of the Billu Enterprises. Um, was it Enterprises? Billu? 
Yeah, remember. maybe I think it was Enterprises. Um, and it basically, it was like, you take care of everything we need to do so that you can go out and really push and work crazy hours and develop, you know, um, work in this business that then you can sell and make money. So we were in it together. So what did that mean running Billu Enterprises? We started a bunch of other companies that people just, you know, we never really talk about because they failed. But, right. you know, it's like we started so many different companies. Domain, comp um, we were buying domain names, yeah. reading up on the news to see what was like in the like the hot topics and so we're buying the domains real estate affiliate web marketing yeah. web info yeah that's right um web design so i started designing websites so we tried all these different things but it was a vision of the bigger vision for then us to kind of split off and do it so literally i was making you breakfast lunch and dinner you would take your little like pack lunch box with you to work um, all your clothes were already set out for you. So you'd wake up in the morning, your clothes were just ready, your gym clothes were ready, your socks were ready, your towel, like everything was just ready so that you could be super like mm. um, productive. But that was a decision we'd made together. And so that was kind of, yeah, taking our goals and then really putting them together to achieve a bigger goal. Totally. Word. So There it is. All right. Now we're way over, so right. we should probably we'll wrap. wrap there. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. This is um, a lot of fun. Even when I'm sick, I enjoy sitting here mm. and talking relationship theory with this woman. So thank you guys so much for joining us, for submitting your questions. Really, really amazing. And thank you for being a part of this community. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Bye. It's Tom Bilyeu here, and if you are addicted to the relentless pursuit of greatness, then I've got something special for you guys. The Motivation Daily Podcast by Motiversity. It's your daily fix of motivation, inspiration, and wisdom featuring the best speeches and speakers on the planet. We cover it all. Life, business, relationships, discipline, purpose, mental health, sports, studying, focus, you name it. With exclusive speeches from heavy hitters like Coach Payne, Billy Allsbrooks, Marcus Taylor, Dr. Jessica Houston, Walter Bond, and more. If you're ready to take control, level up, or just crush your day, then Motivation Daily Podcast is your secret weapon. Search for the Motivation Daily Podcast and follow wherever you listen to amazing podcasts. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. <laughs>